Living your life as both a spiritual teacher and spiritual student is not about learning or becoming anything. It's about remembering and living as the truth you are. With deep conviction and enthusiasm, Reverend Randy Thickey guides and encourages others to go within to their intimate space to find their infinite truth. Welcome to I Am Spirit Creating. Today is December 29th, 2019. I mean, yeah, 2019, I get to still say that. And our daily word today is strength. Through spiritual connectedness, I find my strength. Can you say that with me? Through spiritual connectedness, I find my strength. Knowing that I am a member of the human family and belong to a greater community of faith awakens my inner sense of spiritual strength and spiritual power. James Dillett Freeman, former director of Silent Unity Prayer Ministry, once described redwood trees as the perfect metaphor for the shared spiritual strength. You know you will never see a redwood standing alone. It takes several of them to intertwine those shallow roots to remain standing. Redwoods are like us, I suppose. They find their strength in community. Redwoods are a lot like us, I suppose. They find their strength in community. My spiritual roots are intertwined with all of you here today and with all of humanity. And I know that I am strengthened by our shared interconnectedness in, through, and as God. Our scripture from today comes from Proverbs chapter 20, verse 12. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. I invite you to prepare for a time of meditation. F to C. Won't you help to sing these songs of freedom? Freedom. For they're all you ever knew, all you ever were, all you ever will be is freedom and free when you know the Christ within you. I used to think that Bob Marley said, emancipate yourself from mental free freedom for none but ourselves can free our mind. And I realized that he did not write those words. Those words came from an African-American writer by the name of Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey stood in front of a crowd of people and during a speech, somewhere, somehow, these words came from him. We are going to emancipate ourselves from mental slavery because while others might free our body, none but ourselves can free our minds. The mind is our only ruler sovereign. The man who is not able to develop and to use his mind is bound to be a slave to the other man who uses his mind because man related to no other man is only there for the circumstance of good or evil when someone else controls his thoughts. If man is not able to protect himself from the other man, he should use his mind to good advantage. The fool will always carry the heavy burden. The fool will always carry the heavy burden. The fool will always be crushed without a tear from God or man because God Almighty never made a fool. God is all wise. God is almighty. 
God is you because you are God in the image and likeness. Maybe not in the physical, but in the spiritual. It was the mind that was like God. Every man represents God in his unitary intelligence. When man abuses that intelligence, he lowers himself. God has given you intelligence to take care of you. He hasn't repeated himself yet. God was so thoughtful of man and his progeny that he made a variety of things so as to pander the taste of Adam in the Garden of Eden. When God made you, he made you the masters of your world, not serfs and slaves. You are the masters of your world. It is your mind that rules the body, and you can go no further in the mind until you know and you seek your truth, for the truth is all there is. So I encourage you, each and every one of you, to emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our mind. So I thank Bob Marley for teaching me the phrase, but I thank Marcus, Mar Marcus Garvey for originating it. And what I found as I continued to read the speech by Marcus Garvey, it was very unity in his essence. He talked about God being a power. He talked about God being life itself. He talked about God being you and me. And so I was amazed by the knowledge and the thought power that was being generated by this one man. So I started to do my homework, and I found out that, yes, indeed, Marcus Garvey was unity. And nobody will tell you that. It's a deep, dark secret. You see, in unity, there was segregation all the way until the 70s. And so you'll hear about Charles Fillmore, you'll hear about... Lowell Fillmore, you'll hear about James Dillett Freeman, you'll hear about Cora Fillmore, you'll hear about all of these writers and prolific beings, but very seldom do you hear about the African-American writers who also brought this movement forward. And so what I'm here to tell you is it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter how much money is in your checkbook. It doesn't matter what you did yesterday, and it definitely doesn't matter what you're going to do tomorrow. What matters is what you're doing right now, and I hope that you're giving yourself credit for the life that you choose to live. So today, we're going to give you a chance to rearrange what was and to reestablish what is. Today will be our burning bowl ceremony. How many of you have been to a burning bowl ceremony before? Okay, excellent, so a lot of you. If you look inside your program, did everybody get a program? If you didn't get a program, please raise your hand so we can get you one. We need four, five, six programs. All right, you guys showed up in droves today. But let me have those sheets. Yeah, I'll take those. Sorry, I want, this is the most important part, so I'm going to give you the most important part. Who else needs a... Here you go, hold on to that. Hold on to that. 
Hold on to that. Hold on to that. Hold on to this if you don't have one. Hold on. Everybody has a small sheet of paper in their program. If not, raise your hand. I'm coming over here. Okay. What you're holding in your hand is a piece of flash paper. There you go. What you're holding in your hand is a piece of flash paper. Now, it is a small piece of paper, but it represents the essence which is you. I'm going to ask that you hold on to this paper. And some people like to write on it. Other people just simply like to hold on to it and just imagine your thoughts, imagine your ideas, imagine what you know to be true and figure out what you need to release and let go of. And what I want you to do is just to take that paper and hold it in your hands between your palms and think about and dream about who you wish to be going forward and who you wish to let go of and what you wish to be as you go forward and what you want to let go of. And what thoughts and ideas no longer serve you? I will give you more. And so as you think about and dream about and hope about what is yours and what you want to change, I invite you to envision it being written on that paper. Envision it being drawn on that paper. Envision it being seen on that paper. I'm going to ask if you haven't already done so to close your eyes to allow yourself to go within, to realize who you want to be and what you no longer want to have and believe and know about yourself. And so you go within and you find that still space. And you say, what do I no longer give power to? What will no longer control me? Who do I no longer choose to be? What will I let go of today? Knowing it is for my highest good. What will I let go of today? Knowing it is for my highest good. And if you want to write one word or if you just want to imagine one word on that small piece of parchment paper, because what's ultimately going to happen is you're going to walk up to the front and you're going to take your parchment paper and you're going to put it in the fire. And know that the paper will not burn you no matter how long you hold on to it. Because what I want you to do is I want you to watch the ashes that result from your paper as that which you no longer wish to carry is simply burned away and no longer belongs to you. So if you have something in your mind, I'm going to ask you to open your eyes. And if you're still thinking, I want you just to know that the right and perfect thing will come and just bless your paper that when the right and perfect thing comes, it has already been burned and you've already given permission for it to let go. Because what normally happens after a burning bowl ceremony is we write down everything we think of and we burn it away and later we say, oh shoot, I wish I would have wrote that or thought that. Just know that the symbolism of the ashes is a symbolism of how you can simply at any moment, at any time, without the parchment, without the fire, let go of what no longer serves you. So I'm going to play some music, and as you feel comfortable, 
I invite you to stand and to release and let go. Let it go. You be you and I'll be me. Today I choose to live the life that's destined for me. Today I no longer choose to serve anyone else in this human form, but just to serve the spirit that lives and breathes and moves in me. I said it at the beginning of service that God could not do for you anything that you can't do for yourself and God will only work for you as hard as you work for yourself because the power of God is within you. The power of God is you. The power of God belongs to you. So in any moment, on any given day, I want you to simply just let it go if it doesn't serve your highest purpose. Now when I say those words, let it go, release and let go, just let it go, sometimes in life there are things that occur that we are forced to let go before we're ready. I know that this year this congregation has lost so many people that are loved to them. I know that in this year alone there was 300 and something people in the Kansas City area that were murdered and shot for no apparent reason. And I know there are families all over Kansas City that are mourning during this holiday season because they were forced to let go too soon. So as much as I want to tell you to release and let go, as much as I want to tell you to be you and let everything else be it, I want to tell you that it's okay to grieve, it's okay to mourn, it's okay to be saddened. Because sometimes things just simply get taken away like a flash. And there's nothing we can do about it. Things get taken away in an instant and we didn't even know it was coming. But what I'm here to tell you is to be in the pain. Be in the sadness. Be in the loss. Be in the confusion. But through it all, be you. Be God expressing as you. Be God expressing through you. And allow God to work within you as you go through your grief and your loss. And so as we let it go, let us also remember that there are people that we wish were here. Each and every person that we may have lost in the last year or as we move forward into the next decade. Know that if you truly know your essence and you know and you believe and you accept that there is only one presence and one power, then if you are here, they must be here too. Maybe not in the physical, but in the spiritual. Everything that you are is everything that they were. And everything that you have been become is everything that they led you to be. So as you move forward into your next progression of life, as you move forward into 2020, as you make this your best year ever, know that they are here to support you. I posted earlier in the week, remember your grandma's prayers are still working for your good. Remember that your great-grandmother's prayers are still working for your good. Remember your mother's prayers are still working for your good. Remember your father's prayers are still working for your good. Remember your brother's prayers are still working 
for your good. Regardless if they're here in the physical or not, once we say a prayer, it is heard and it is established and it is good. 